Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude! Dude! Uh, we're going streaking again. Again, dude. dude. Going streaking, dude. Without the EKs. <laughs> going streaking. Trade them both. We don't need them. <laughs> we don't need them at all. Dude. <laughs> it's crazy. I was looking at just this year, and it's like the Sharks win seven in a row. They lose three in a row. They win six in a row, then they lose four out of seven, and now they've won six in a row again. It's cr- They've had three six-game winning streaks this calendar year. It's crazy. Sharks are hot again. The hottest team in the NHL? Close to it, if not the hottest. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you got to figure they probably are the hottest team in the NHL, dude. Or you got to pull up your little standings here. But I'm going to do that in a um, second. They're in certainly in that conversation. They're playing great, dude. They're peaking at the right time. Um, they've got, you know, first place going on, uh, and and it's a close battle. But they are a point ahead right now. Of Calgary, and they're dead even. The Yotes are streaking, dude. Yeah, the Yotes have found their way into the playoff picture. I think if the season ended today, the Sharks would play the Yotes in the playoffs. I like that very much. That would be just fine. (laughs) Uh, The travel would be nice nice and nice. And that certainly wouldn't be... I mean, this goes back to what we've been talking about for months, right? That there's a huge difference between playing the Yotes and playing the Golden Knights in the first... Playoff I mean, round. It can't be overstated how big that difference so is. So the Sharks need to continue streaking and hope that they can get some separation from Calgary, who's been playing good hockey as well. Very good hockey, and they are only one point behind as we broadcast this, dude. But of course, the Sharks are playing tonight against the Florida Panthers, which we'll be talking about a little later on. But dude, let's let's recap some of this win streak. I I I almost forgot what you look like because it's been a while since we we. Uh, yeah. Since we uh, recorded, but just have to look at the full body tattoo. On, <laughs> then you can know I mean, you got that. Look full, at my, I got a face. You didn't full body tattoo. You didn't comment on my new face tattoo, dude. <laughs> dude, I like it. Uh, thank you. Is, I'm uh, a I'm a SoundCloud rapper now. <laughs> like Tech Six Nine. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Colorado, Chicago, Montreal, St. Louis, Minnesota, Winnipeg, all wins. I think the last the last two were the most. Impressive. Well, you got to say shut out against Minnesota. That four of those, the last four, have been against teams that are either playoff teams or playing for playoff spots. Right. And the Sharks have won all four of those. Chicago's really fallen off. I think Colorado is sort of floating around the playoff picture, right, dude? I mean, they're 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 around it, right? They're three points behind. Uh, Arizona. So you're playing teams that have are playing for, you know, technically a lot more than the Sharks, and the Sharks still beat them, dude. Right. right. Still. Still beat them. <laughs> and uh that's good and you know, we're as we were joking at the beginning and I got this question actually um this week is you know, when the EKs come back is this going to ruin everything? <laughs> And you laughed when I said that to you. I don't really see how. Oh, let's add one of the best defensemen of his generation and 
uh, a guy who is just lighting up the score sheet for the Sharks this year, having just a really great year. Uh, I don't see how that's going to be a problem. Yeah, uh, I'll take I'll take those kind of problems. Thank you very much. I will happily assume any and all risk that comes from adding Evander Kane and Eric Carlson to an NHL lineup. Right, dude. Can I ask you a question? How many twenty five goal scorers do the Sharks have this year? They have a lot, right? Pavelski's one. Meyer has twenty five already. Hurdle has thirty, I think. Right. Um, who am I missing? Does Kane have twenty five? Kane has 27. Yeah. So we got four or five. Is Kane that- has 27 in 64 games. Yeah. Um, and I think we can count Logan Couture, who has 24. It's- so the Sharks have five, 25-plus goal scorers. Right. Last year, how many did they have? Two? One. Wow. So, like, what a gigantic difference. Yeah. Right? I mean, what a gigantic difference. And I was, you know, it's funny. I was looking at stats earlier preparing for the show, as I always do, hours and hours. I do. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah, I was going to, I had a slightly different topic, which is I think there's, we could have three or four guys go 30-30, which is crazy. Absolutely. Dude, I'm going to take it back. You are correct, too, because Evander Kane has combined goals with Buffalo. Okay. And here put him, I think, at 29. So, um, but still, there's a huge difference. And then you're not even taking into account someone like Brent Burns or even Marcus Sorensen, who I believe has over 15 goals. He has 16. I mean, th- and Donsky's got 14. Joe Thornton, Joe Thornton has 14 goals. <laughs> I know. What's happening? Remember that one year he had like 95 points and he had like eight goals? Kevin LeBanc has 12. Melker Carlson has 11. Yeah. I mean, the, the Sharks have spread out the goal scoring judiciously, dude. Yeah. It's possible and- we could have four 30 30 players sure and that's what makes this team so uniquely dangerous is there you can't really focus on stopping and we're not even counting i mean like dude i know that um uh gus nyquist as they call him on the broadcast gus has not scored a goal for the sharks that's not true he had two last night he had two against winnipeg oh you're right you're right. He's got three for the Sharks. So, okay. Three for the Sharks. I think he had one okay, early. Okay, so combine that. You're, he had an empty netter. I'm not counting that empty netter. And I, right. I, you're right. I didn't think about the Winnipeg game. Um, look at his total for the year. Because before he came here, he's got three for the Sharks, right? Three, three for and the then, Sharks. Um, with uh, Detroit. 16 with he, Detroit. So he's he's essentially at 20. He, yeah, he could, right? he, he could he get, could to, get 20. to 25. He could. That's wild, dude. I mean, it really is. It's exciting. When's I? This has got to be their best offensive output performance in the history of the franchise. Yes. Yes, we're saying that without verifying any of that information. But well, certainly. I mean, we're not talking about you know the year Nolan had forty four, the year Chichu had fifty six. I mean, those were great years offensively but for th- one or two players. We're talking about the entire team right you know team wide the balance of scoring on yeah. this team you can't you don't know who it's going to come from could yeah. it be nyquist one night with two are you going to get meyer with two yeah yeah you can't focus on stopping one person like they have they are legitimately 10 deep in goal scoring you right. know, we're not even talking about kevin lebank who has i believe at least a dozen he's got 12 exactly right so i I mean, he's capable of filling it up. Yeah. I mean, he scored the game winner the other night mm-hmm. on a sick. I mean, that was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Sick play. I mean, just the depth of this team. And now, finally, dude, the goaltending 
Start, is waking up. It's starting to come around a little right? bit. It's coming starting around, to come around. That's right? why the Minnesota game was so nice. You know, and you know, technically Jones got over that 900 save percentage <laughs> marker, uh, which is funny, but certainly, you know, talking to coaches, I know Kurz has, has written about it several times. Uh, people are not, and he, he talked to Brian Boucher, right? About some goaltenders can turn it on. He's not worried about Martin Jones. I mean, Brian Boucher. Yeah, I mean, right. who are you going to sure. believe? Some joker on Reddit? Right. Or Brian Boucher sure. about the Sharks goaltending situation? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's unfortunate that maybe Martin Jones has Golden State Warriors disease. And maybe he's just <laughs> bored for yeah. two-thirds of the season. That can't be the case. But all we need is for him to be good now. Be good now through June, please. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, the Sharks are in a really, really good position here. Um they played well against some of the the better teams in the NHL recently. We're going to get to see them up close and personal in person dude. on Saturday night. The dude. dudes are going to be in the tank on Saturday night. That's right. We'll be there for the Nashville game. So if you're going to be there, you know, you can certainly uh, hit us up on Twitter or respond on Facebook. And we can certainly see if we could say, dude, dude. Um, dude. dude will you wear your dude jersey? If I have to. Well, then we would be able to be recognized. That's a good point. Uh, I think I will wear it. So maybe the three listeners. <laughs> right. Might, My mom's know. not going to the game. Ah, okay. Then there's only two people. Okay. Never so two mind. people. Never mind. My dad's not going either. Yeah. Okay. One. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, the Sharks are doing all this, dude. And they're, you know, they're missing the two EKs. And now, you know, uh, Radim Shimmick's knee is Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was reading some recaps and after seeing the hit, someone's like, I'm surprised his leg stayed attached to his body. Right. I guess that just was not a very uh, good looking tangle up there in the corner. And it, it certainly seems like I think the Sharks released a, a press release or, or mentioned today that he has undergone surgery or will undergo surgery. And it certainly seems like his, his season is done. Right. But this is a guy that no one even knew his name at the beginning of the year who's so, ended up being an important part of this team but right. the 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 uh omission of radim shimmick doesn't sink the team and it speaks to you gotta give doug wilson some credit he hung on to tim heed he's he hung on to yokum ryan right you know yokum ryan was playing a regular role he's playing a top two role Right. Only 12 months ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. So him and Burns 20 minutes. Right. Night. I mean, so, you know, fortunately, it's not like they're digging deep down into the minors and going, well, Jacob Middleton, it's your time. Right. Right. Like, you know, he'll be the extra now. But and they apparently like him. But it's not like you're asking this kid who has no NHL experience to come up and play a role in a cup run. You know, exactly. You're relying on guys who have been part of this, you know, experience for the last two, three years. So it's not good, but it's not terrible. Plus, Eric Carlson will be back eventually. And then you figure that Ryan will probably sit then because it looks like Tim Heed has, you know, found his way out of the DeBoer doghouse yeah. and has become that extra guy it right? was funny how it's yokum ryan was the favored child of right. those two guys because those two guys kind of came up around the same time right yokum ryan was the favored child for like a whole year uh -huh. playing with burns trusted all situations the whole thing and now it seems like he's the one who can't scratch the lineup i wonder what what changed 
I don't know, maybe no Christmas card. I forgot to brush his yeah. teeth for a couple months. Could have been, yeah, something about DeBoer's haircut. Yeah, you know, you never know Could've these things. Could have been, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Just a badly placed whoopee cushion <laughs> at an inopportune moment. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah. It these, could be anything. These things happen. You these don't things. know. You never know. You think you know, and then you just don't know. Do we know exactly what's wrong with Evander Kane? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. You want to call him? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, let me start a text thread. Let me let me call him. Uh, no, we don't know. Um, but I don't mind them being held out uh, so they can get healthy because clearly, right now, it's not that important. Do we need them in the playoffs? Yes. Yes, we do. Do I hope that these guys are both back uh, at the end of the month? Yes, I do. Because I think it is important. There will be a bit of a learning curve here. Again, if these guys have missed 10, a dozen games in a row and the Sharks are playing very well without them, how do you incorporate them back in without disrupting the current chemistry? You know, I think adding great players to a team that's playing well is not necessarily going to disrupt chemistry. Sure. And, uh, you know, we did the the Boston game happened the night after we recorded last and posted last. Right. And that's when maybe one of the weirder things in the season happened, especially in regards to Eric Carlson, which he's in the lineup. Everybody sort of knows that he has this groin injury. He goes out and plays, gets twisted up, limps off the ice, and then comes back on the ice. Yeah, that was and limps off again. It was bizarre. It was a very strange situation. I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know if there's a lesson to be learned here, other than players will always want to play, and maybe you shouldn't give even a Norris Trophy winner carte blanche to say when he plays and when he doesn't, because you know I'm frankly worried about this. I mean. Not that my personal experience sheds any light on something like this, but you know, I play you know crappy rec league hockey, which is not the same. It's Dude, a, it's, it's not, a different sport. It's not crappy. It's just garbage. It's just really garbage. <laughs> it's just awful. And I've had a groin injury before, and it takes forever to come back from one of those. It's terrible. Like you think it's fine, you step on the ice, you do one little thing, you make a tight turn, or you do something, and you go, "Ow! Oh God! Ow!" Yeah. And like these guys are playing at a level so beyond anything I can comprehend. I am worried about Eric Carlson. I really am worried about his ability to play. And, you know, of course he's confident. Oh, of course I'll be fine. And the whole thing. And, and he's going to have access to, you know, massage and whatever medical or therapeutic means he might have. But still I am shaking my head at those decisions made in that Boston game. And I'm also just, Biting my nails a little bit because we need him when if if we play Arizona, okay, maybe keep him out for the Arizona series, right? But we're going to need him against Winnipeg. We're going to need him against Vegas or Calgary or Nashville. We're right. going to need him in those series. And I guess you know the longer he's out, the more concern we should have. Clearly, um, but it's a wait and see, dude. We don't know. You know, we just don't know about um, when they'll try and fold him back in, and. Um, what the Sharks lineup will look like with them in it. We know on paper it'll be awesome. You know, Um, how much adjustment will it take? I I would have more concern about, I don't know that it can just all of a sudden just all fall right into place. Like I think that people's roles or expectations shift based on who's available 
on a nightly basis. And if you were playing 20 plus minutes and now all of a sudden you're playing 15, you know, um, it can be difficult. Dude. Did we talk about Michael Haley on the last show? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't know. I think, but I think it, we did. I think that we can clearly credit the Sharks' success to Michael Haley. Right. That's a no-brainer. Because <laughs> they have been unstoppable since he's joined the team. I don't, Dude, I know Michael Haley is not a good statistical hockey player, but I do like having a guy like that out there in the regular season because... I like the attitude, man. Like, yeah. I, I like it. Like, I think that... Th- I don't know if it is a coincidence that all of a sudden the Sharks are just rolling. Yeah. I, I don't pretend to understand what sort of, like, psychological advantages or disadvantages are going to sure. happen from these kinds of additions. And sure, I don't think anyone would argue that Michael Haley is going to be, you know, nipping at Connor McDavid's heels for the MVP here. But maybe he, you know... I, I'm open to the idea that he contributes something that cannot be measured in points and penalty minutes because Lord knows we're measuring penalty minutes. He's already got 20. Um, maybe there's some sort of, you know, give some security to some of these guys. And even if it's a placebo effect and they think he's providing some sort of safety measure that he's actually not providing, it doesn't really matter. It matters if it if it improves the feeling and the security of the players around him, they like having him there. Um, they they feel more free to do certain things on the ice because he can back them up physically. Oh, you know, I mean, hell, these are you know, sure, coaches are getting paid a lot of money to know these things. You there's know? a there's a documentary on Amazon that I watched recently about hockey enforcers. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say the Michael Jackson thing, and I didn't. I did not want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Although I did watch that, and I know you did too. And yeah. we won't. We certainly won't talk about. That's that. a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> one that will <laughs> never air. Podcast will never happen. Right. Um. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> now I'm thinking about the other documentary, In Plain Sight, abducted in plain sight. <laughs> that one is also equally sad, but slightly amusing anyways okay yeah if i ever leave a tape pretending to be an alien in your room i want you to <laughs> let me know okay anyways <laughs> okay so but this documentary clearly there is a connection for the players in terms of um what's the name of it again i can't remember okay. it's on amazon and it's about uh, hockey enforcers right? right yeah it might just be called the enforcer or it something. might be yeah and there's a lot of these guys are interviewed including scott parker Right. right. I remember we everybody uh, remembers Scott right? Parker. And you know, they talk about Gretzky and how he had the freedom or Iserman to do what they did because of because Dave Semenko. Of Dave Semenko. That's right. And that when Gretzky was traded to the Kings, do you really think the Kings actually wanted Marty McSorley? <laughs> no. Gretzky said, I'll go, but he's coming with me. Right. And that there you have it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's the connection is that, you know, with with Bob Probert and uh, Joey Koser. Joe Koser. Like playing yeah. on the Red Wings. What were you going to do? Like you want right. to you want to take a run at Iserman or any of those guys? Joe You're, Koser was fe- I mean, Bob Probert. But those fearsome. guys also had some redeeming hockey skill. Sure. You know, and they could score some goals, but. You weren't going to mess around, right? Like you weren't going to mess around because those guys held you accountable and it gave them the space to operate. And I think that that is part of this, right? It, it's part of that when you have 
like if, if these enforcers, interesting to hear them talk about how they would look ahead on the schedule and go, all right, well, tomorrow night I've got to fight this guy. I got to fight Ty nights, Domi tomorrow. I got to fight this guy. Yeah. And like, in that you know that sometimes they would say, like, they're like, sometimes we would say to like our players, can we please not, like, <laughs> Don't please don't run Iserman, please. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you know, cause I don't yeah. want to, cause I know I'm the one I'm just not, I'm not feeling it boys. Right. Yeah. And you know, if you had to go against someone like that or George LaRock, right. Jeez. Or, yeah. uh, Brashear, Brashear yeah. or, uh, George Paris is in the documentary too. Like yeah. there are guys that, um, it's an interesting movie. And then, and of course George Paris and a couple of these other guys who went to Ivy league schools who are clearly not, you know, numb nuts is yeah, right. Right. But they, in order to have a hockey career, they had to fill a kind of role. Anyways, this is a long tangent about how a guy like Michael Haley can give some of these other players a little bit more confidence so that they know that if something happens that on the next shift, Michael Haley is going to deal with it. Right. And they don't have to take the game misconduct and they don't have to take the major. Right. That Brendan Dillon doesn't have to shoulder that burden. Evander Kane, who leads the league in Philly, but maybe a little bit less of that on him, although I like that edge, right? I was just going to say, Evander Kane seems to be perfectly willing to take it on himself. And, and that's great, right? But like, you don't want Evander Kane fighting Chara, right? right. Like, we had to watch that happen. Yeah, right. Like, that's not... Well, Chara hit him in the head. I understand he was mad. Exactly. And, and but... If that escalates throughout the game, it's not Kane that has to deal with it. It's Michael Haley, right? right. Yeah. Michael Haley's not going to play during the playoffs. You'll have a skilled player out there, but for the regular season, I think uh, it, it's not like it used to be, like where there were a lot of fights. Right. You know, 10 years ago. It's like every night you're like, okay, these two guys are in the lineup. Yeah. When are they going to drop? Right. Multiple times. And actually, you were kind of like waiting for it. Right. right? Sure. That doesn't happen anymore on a regular basis, but. If you see sort of these pre-planned fights, it's because there's a history in the previous sure. game, not necessarily just because of the personnel. Oh, okay, this guy's in the lineup. This guy's in the lineup. We know it's going to happen. This is going to happen. Now, Michael Haley is loved by his teammates, and he gives them some space to operate. Right. So that's that's my reasoning behind why I think as a regular season player, he is a good idea. And, I mean, we're jumping ahead six months. I think he's going to be back. I think that, like, this... Florida gave him way too much money. It was a stupid yeah, yeah. deal, right? And Bugner liked him and they went, right? Sure. But, you know, like, he's not a, a million-dollar player. Like, that's dumb. Yeah. He's but, like he's like Ryan Kessler good now. <laughs> there was a, there's a great Twitter feed called, like, N NFL Ref Logic or something like that. Right. And I'm pretty sure the person who runs it is a Sharks fan, actually, but they post on all, uh, like, all different topics in the in the. Uh, NHL. This is like the this is like the show of random digressions. Anyway, but this guy posted this great tweet with a picture of Ryan Kessler's output. He has like eight points, <laughs> and he's making eight million dollars a yeah. year. And he's like, "Should we uh, induct <laughs> Ryan Kessler's agent into the Hockey Hall of Fame right now?" Oh gosh, <laughs> I love that the Ducks and Kings are just disasters, I right? I do not want them to be the worst teams though to get the number one pick. But yeah. I do love that they're terrible. Well, I'm sure Ottawa is going to give them a run for the money on the worst. On the yeah, worst. but they just have terrible luck. They won't get the points. pick, right? Ottawa's 52 points. They're they're clear by six points right sure, now. Sure, but isn't it a lottery system, though? It is a lottery system.
Calgary, but you know, you have the best chance. Sure. It looks like Detroit is pretty bad. Yeah. Dude, we got a question here okay. from Casey, long time okay. listener, right? Good times. Uh, Casey, uh, the first part of the question is a, a lot of conversation about Martin Jones and odd man rushes. I think that we've discussed that. Uh, previously, Casey, I, I mean, without reading the whole question, I mean, Casey is asking about, you know, um, do we are we concerned about the Sharks um, lack of ability to, to clear the puck from the defensive zone and also have too many odd man rushes? I mean, I feel like that's improved lately, sure. right? But it was really bad at the beginning of the year. It was really bad at the beginning of the year. And I think that's why we were so concerned because it wasn't just like a Martin Jones problem, right? It was a it was a Sharks problem and you know, they've given up 214 goals, which is more than Calgary and more than Vegas and more than Arizona. So, you know, it certainly seems like uh, you know, they they let a few more in, but they are second in the league in scoring. So. Sure. I mean, of the uh of the division leaders, they are third like Washington's let in more goals right um the Sharks are second the best defensively is clearly Nashville but Winnipeg and Washington and San Jose have all let in over 200 goals so um you know in this year's NHL scoring more is certainly more important than letting in fewer right you're seeing offensive teams really thrive will that hold over into the playoffs I don't know you know like I mean are we gonna see you know a lot more you know, two one time kind of games. Will the Sharks win those kind of games? Like that's a good question. That's right? the question. They're I don't really th- built for that. I don't know if the Sharks have won any games one nothing this year. <laughs> I might have to look at the schedule to say for sure, but I'm not sure there's any. Dude, what s- what else? Second part of this question. I've been a long time listener and always wondered: Does the sign off of the podcast begin with "Hate the show"? I always wondered if I'm mishearing that or if you're truly asking people if they hate your show. Dude, the answer is that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> hate the show. Yeah. Do, Do you, you hate, hate the, the show? show? Yeah. Yeah. Let us hear about it. Right. <laughs> if you hate it, tell us about it. Yeah. So if you listened to this today and found it to be a total waste of your time, <laughs> feel free to shoot us a tweet or a Facebook message or an email at questions at dudes on hockey and tell us how much you hate it. And if it's and if you're going to do an iTunes review, make it funny. I'm like that one guy, you know, it was good and That's then it wasn't right. good. Yeah, so yeah. make it a really funny like bad iTunes review yeah. if you got to go there. But uh no, I mean this is the, it's the same outro we've had since episode 1. Dude, that's been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah been doing this for 10 years it's gonna be 10 years in june we might have to do some sort of like, we gotta do some sort of special event that no one shows up to right <laughs> we should do some sort of like spectacular yeah we will right but i, uh, I can smell it now it's gonna be amazing um dude casey thank you for the email really appreciate it and um thank you for listening i know there was some discussion in the comment thread i know you know listeners you can I know maybe many of you might get the show through iTunes and, and or Stitcher or whatever, but there is uh, comment threads on the episodes on dudesonhockey.com. And there are some people that uh, are regular commenters, and I do read the comments. And uh, I, I um, you know, sometimes there's some pretty good, pretty good points there. And, and I like to, um, you know, review and see what people are talking about. Actually, one thing, dude, that we should, we might want to talk about is the Jamie Baker situation, dude. This is this came out and this is a, a really serious topic. I don't know if we need to dwell too much on it, but I'm 
I, I think this is yet another reason, you know, we talk about curves all the time because we both pay for the athletic and, and this is yet another reason to, to subscribe because the article by Katie Strang was really good about, about Jamie Baker and his mental health struggles that he's gone on. And, and he, you know, talked about it on the air, um, in the Winnipeg game and man, like he was struggling to keep it together. I mean, he, this is a, a really serious thing for Jamie Baker and it's good to see that at least at this point, he seems to be on the other side of some of his darkest moments. So I think everybody has a lot of, has a lot of sort of fondness for Jamie Baker, right? Yeah. It's, it's good to see him back behind the glass, doing what he needs to do to stay healthy. And I'm, you know, and it, and it does make me really happy that the sharks took care of him as an organization. They took care of him. They said, paid, do what you need to do to get healthy. You know, don't worry about your job going away. You know, it's nice. Sometimes you hear about all these franchises and various sports and they just, you know, treat players and other people just like numbers or pieces of meat. And they really right. sort of rallied around Jamie Baker. It's really nice to hear. And it makes me happy that I can root for a team like that. Cause I'm not necessarily sure that every team would act like that. Cause you hear some of these stories of some players that have met, unfortunately, untimely early demises. And, you know, the teams often don't come out looking or smelling super fresh in, in right. some of those situations. So it's nice to see the Sharks really stepping up. Dude, yeah. I don't really have anything to add. I think you put it perfectly. And yeah, I, we're all rooting for Jamie Baker for sure. He's been a great Shark and a part of some really memorable moments as a player and also as a broadcaster. You know, he's uh, part of the Sharks family. So, you know. It's Keep. good to see him still around Absolutely. and still kicking and doing the job that I know he really enjoys. So For that's, sure, dude. that's great. What do we got coming up, dude? I know we've got Florida tonight. We've got Nashville on Saturday. Yep. We had a big bout with Vegas on Monday night, dude. Yeah. Big bout with Vegas. Two tonight. more games against Vegas this season. Yeah, the, the season is really uh, melting away here, dude. And yeah. if you look at the, sh the end of the Sharks schedule here, uh, the final eight games after Vegas is it eight nine? It's it's not that hard. You know, you've got right. L.A., Anaheim, Detroit at home, Chicago at home, Vegas again, Calgary. Those are going to be two huge back to backs at the end of March. Right, and then you go on a little mini trip to Vancouver and Edmonton, and then Colorado. So you don't have any major travel left. Like the major travel is over. I mean, right. the Sharks are just doing little mini West Coast trips. And they're in a good spot to really. I mean, we haven't looked at Calgary's schedule. You want to pull it up, yeah, and see like what they're going to have to deal with because really, um, once the Sharks get out of, you know, this, you know, they've got two with Vegas, one with Calgary and Nashville, and the rest not as hard. What's Calgary doing, dude? Calgary looks actually pretty similar. They got some games against Vancouver, L.A., Anaheim, and Edmonton as well. They're playing Dallas, who's in the playoff picture. Ottawa, who's terrible. Columbus is in a picture. Columbus, dude. I mean, like, they... Are they, are they out? They're out. They're I mean, at least out? they were. No, they weren't way out, but, I mean, they made all those moves. 80, they have 81 points. I know, dude, but I think that that's... They're tied for the yeah. last spot. Yeah, like they are. Montreal's not going away. I say, like, watching that Montreal game, Montreal plays very wide open right mm -hmm. i mean like that was kind of a wild like crazy game martin jones very good in that game um, well, i'm just i'm just trying to pick up the teams that will have something to play for right in terms of yeah. who we're facing and who Calgary's their schedule facing. is easier than ours i think because really you look at they've because we have no, to yeah well dallas we, yeah dallas columbus dallas and columbus and winnipeg have something and to us. play for and us 
I think Vancouver's probably going to be out of it if they aren't already. Certainly Anaheim and L.A. Yeah, so they definitely have an easier schedule, which is unfortunate. But, dude, if you're the best team, you got to come out the best team, right? That's right. So uh, hopefully the Sharks can be motivated to make a statement against Vegas, which this is a good chance for them to kind of step out and say, listen, like, if we see you first or second, we don't care. Like, right. you know... I don't want Vegas to win either of these two games in San Jose. I think it's really critical, actually, that they they should be... We shouldn't be afraid of going to play Vegas, which right. I think we are. Well, they're a very good home team. I think everybody is a little... People Certainly. would rather not. Let's put it that way. Well, right. You'd rather not. But I think if you can build some momentum here at the end of the season and have back-to-back wins against them, then it definitely would give you some confidence if that happened, right? They already picked up a win in Vegas early January. If they can look at themselves in the locker room and say, listen, we've beaten them three in a row. Like this whole Vegas flu thing, this whole where Vegas has our number thing from last year, it's over. We right. got them right. and we can beat them. The Sharks are better. Yeah, I hope they, they are. are. They are right now. They're better. They are right now. That's for sure. Well, dude, it's... Uh... We're coming down to it, dude. I mean, it's exciting. And, yeah. and hopefully the team is playing incredibly well and that they can continue to trend in the positive. Stay healthy. Get healthy. No more major injuries, dude. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I tend to be skeptical, especially of the Sharks' chances, but it's hard not to see this team right now as a legit Stanley Cup contender. Like, this isn't like, oh, well, everything needs to break right. Like, no. this is a team that people are saying is the best team in the Western Conference. You can take the teal color glasses off right. and still look at it factually and say that I think the two best teams in the NHL are San Jose and Tampa and that if that's the Stanley Cup final, buckle up because yeah. that's going to be wild. It's going mean, to be amazing. It's going to be crazy. But, you know, both teams Tampa has got Tampa's the, got 110 got, points but already. But they have got the hardest path. Yeah. to go through. I yeah. mean, they're going to have to... Their first-round matchup, if they draw Columbus, that's not going to be fun. If they draw Pittsburgh, it won't be fun. Right. That's going to be harder than the Sharks having to play Arizona. And then they'll have to deal with Boston or Toronto next, which is going to be... That's going to be yeah. a steel cage match. So um, not an easy road for them either. You know, there's definitely not... You look at the bracket and you go, gosh, this could... Anyone could come out of the Metro really that's true and not carolina (laughs) and for the central i mean i don't i mean those teams have all ended up very close together here with st louis nashville and winnipeg i'm excited to see nashville and see them in person and try and understand why they aren't as good as they've been in the past because they yeah, like what's different what's different because they certainly seem to struggle scoring goals uh, they're doing okay uh, i mean not amazing yeah you know they got a, a decent goal differential they're 20 the, but they're like middle of the pack right? yeah i mean pittsburgh the islanders the caps uh the bruins the maple leafs all have better goal differentials right than nashville yeah i think that might be the biggest question right you know, we can ask ourselves when we watch that game on Saturday, which is, what what what's different? What are they missing? I mean, they obviously added a lot of the deadline, and, and the second question is, how are those additions helping or hurting that lineup? Yeah, dude, I'm excited. 
Good time to be a Sharks fan. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.